This episode is supported by Active Skin Repair. Active Skin Repair is a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. I just randomly... Vinny was having a toe skin irritation issue and he ended up having this like skin that was really irritating him and it was getting kind of like icky and you know like when kids start to get like little scabs and scratches and then they want to pick at it and it was getting worse and so active skin repair showed up on my doorstep as a result of the sponsorship and I got to put it to use immediately and I got the ointment formula or the like ointment formulation and then also the spray and the spray was perfect so Vinny does not like ointmenty creamy lotiony things on his body but I was able to get out the spray literally took it out of the packaging the day it arrived put it on his toe before he went to bed and the next morning he was like mom my toe's all better it was literally like this super amazing cure that helped his toes so quickly so you can use active skin repair on a wide range of skin issues including cuts scrapes burns sunburns rashes other types of skin damage it's totally safe non-toxic suitable on all types of skin even parts of the body where you might have rosacea or eczema or have acne prone skin this is also safe for the young members of your family up to the oldest. So now you have one simple solution for your family's skin health needs. With over 500,000 happy customers and thousands of five-star reviews and super safe and clean ingredients, active skin repair is something that you want to have on hand for your family. So to get your own active skin repair, go to activeskinrepair.com to learn more about active skin repair and get 20% off your order when you use the code shameless. That's activeskinrepair.com. Use the code shameless for 20% off your order. Activeskinrepair.com, code shameless. This is the Shameless Mom Academy, episode 131. Show notes for this episode can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 131. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean, and I'm here to give you and other passionate, dedicated moms the tools you need to bridge the gap between motherhood and living the life of your dreams. I'm also here to help you be a little more shameless every day, because if you aren't building a life you're extraordinarily proud of, what kind of legacy are you building? So let's dive in. This episode of the Shameless Mom Academy is brought to you by Aptiv. Aptiv is an app that brings your workouts right into your earbuds by syncing the motivational guidance of a personal trainer with the perfect playlist to bring you an elevated on-demand audio fitness experience. Hello, shameless moms. I'm here today with myself, my gimpy leg, and two little crutches. So I got up to go to the bathroom at two in the morning on Saturday night, and my right foot was asleep, and I didn't know it was asleep. I got out of bed and landed on my foot basically backwards. So I hit the ground toes first and my ankle bent the wrong direction and I went crashing onto the floor and immediately thought I was going to throw up or have diarrhea or pass out or all of the above. So I went to the emergency room in the middle of the night on Saturday night with an old lady kind of an injury, not like a drunken escapade kind of an injury like most people in the emergency room on a Saturday night. And I got to be there for five hours because it was like their most busy night that they'd had in months. Just my luck, right? So when I finally was seen by the doctor three hours into my five-hour visit there, she looks at my ankle and she goes, that could be broken. And if it is, you're probably going to need surgery because that's how we fix ankles. So then I laid in the hospital bed in terror of what my life with a broken leg and surgery and recovery would look like. That would have meant at least eight weeks of non-weight-bearing activities, so eight weeks on crutches, and I was pretty upset about it. She came back a little bit later, and she said, you know what? It's not broken. So 
all of a sudden my life got real happy real fast. And I have to say, I normally would be bitter and frustrated and cranky about unexpected hiccups in life, but I am so happy that my ankle's not broken, that I don't care about crutches. I don't care about pain and swelling. I don't care that I'm having to like work on the couch to keep my leg elevated instead of at my desk. It's all totally fine. But what's been so interesting about all this is that my attitude what it is now compared to what it would have been a few years ago is so different. So that's what really prompted this episode, the growth mindset versus the fixed mindset is what we're going to dive into today. And I've talked a little bit about this on other episodes as I talked about the book Mindset by Carol Dweck, but we're going to dive a little deeper into this today and talk about specifics between growth mindset and fixed mindset and how it has been so apparent to me that by working on mindset in the last few years, it's really helped me manage unexpected twists and turns in life. So that's what we're going to dive into in just a minute. Before we do that, I am going to start a new segment on the show where I do a random listener review and give a little shout out. So I popped over to my iTunes reviews a few days ago. And oh my gosh, there was a bunch of new reviews that I hadn't seen that have come in in the last week or so. And they were so awesome. And I can't tell you how excited I get when I go to check reviews and there's something new there and it's positive and exciting and uplifting. And it just really, really fuels me to know what you think of the show and to get a good understanding of what you all are interpreting on the other side. Cause I sit in this little office just talking away to myself. So to get feedback from you is just so valuable and fun and exciting. So I'm going to start regularly doing little shout outs to people who leave reviews. So if you want to have your review shared, go over to shamelessmom.com forward slash review, write me a review. It can be one sentence. It can be a paragraph. It can be three paragraphs, but just give me some feedback on the show and maybe you will get picked to have your review shared. So, okay. HL Silva 81, she left her review last week and said, I was late to the podcast. And once I found it, I couldn't stop listening. I started with the first episode about two months ago when I decided to go back to work full time after having my second child. I felt so guilty about wanting to work and not being quote unquote mom enough to be fulfilled by staying home and caring for my kids. Listening to your podcast made me feel empowered. Thank you, Sarah. Keep up the amazing work. I loved this review because you all know how I feel about staying at home. I know it's great for some people. I tried it for four months. It was not for me. And it had literally been like my lifelong dream to be a stay-at-home mom. And when I lived it, it was my lifelong hell. So I really appreciate this review because I totally understand that feeling of not feeling mom enough. And in reality, you will be a better mom for following your passion and having a life that feels more balanced to you. So some people love the staying home and that is what feels fulfilling and balancing for them. Other moms, not so much. So you have to listen to what works for you and never feel guilty about serving yourself before you serve others. So thank you, HL Silva 81. I really appreciate that feedback. All right, so let's go ahead and dive into growth mindset versus fixed mindset. I'm noticing in the last few weeks in the Shameless Mom Momentum Mastermind that people have been blown away. I talked a little bit about this in episode 129, but our members of the group are just blown away by the amount of work they're accomplishing in a short amount of time, just making little changes each week that feel really big over the course of now we've been doing this for a month. So over the course of a month, they can see this tremendous growth 
growth. And they're all like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I've accomplished so much in such a short amount of time. And a lot of that is because they've started adopting the growth mindset. And the growth mindset is when you shift in your head to starting to see opportunity at every turn and starting to see what is really possible rather than feeling limited by circumstances or rather than feeling like you need to put things off until a certain time or till you're worthy or till something is more perfect. You can just always see that there's growth and opportunity right in front of you. And so I see this happening in our Momentum Mastermind moms where they are just like overwhelmed with passion and excitement about getting things done and moving forward and making things happen and really fearlessly moving through their life without hesitation and doubt around what might be to come, even if the things to come might be a little bit scary. That has been amazing. So if you're interested in joining the next group, we do have another group coming up this summer. So definitely email me at info at shamelessmom.com because you can get on the wait list for the next mastermind group if you would like to participate in that. It's been a really, really cool experience this first round. So I will definitely be doing it again. I'm very excited about that. So what I've been noticing with these moms and what I'm noticing with my little crutch situation And by the way, I have to tell you, the first thing I noticed with being on crutches is that you can't carry anything. How have crutches been around forever and like nothing has been invented to help you carry things when you have crutches? Shouldn't crutches have like holsters or something on them to like carry items? I can't believe that the system is not more sophisticated. I texted this to a girlfriend of mine and I was like, seriously, how can this possibly be? And she works in ortho and she texted back and she said, you need to carry a backpack. And then the next thing she texted back was, or a fanny pack. So you better believe I got on Amazon and got myself a fanny pack with a water bottle holder. And if you want to see it for yourself, you can go over to Instagram and see my fanny pack, my pink fanny pack with a water bottle holder. And I will say that I'm actually trying to figure out other ways that I can use this fanny pack in my life because it's kind of awesome. It's like maybe the most functional thing I've ever bought for myself. It was well worth that $14.99. So go check that out on Instagram over at the Shameless Mom Academy. So what I'm noticing in my mastermind members and in my own personal experience right now is something that could have felt very limiting by being thrown onto crutches unexpectedly is that rather than feeling reactive and cranky about things not going my way, or the same with my mom is in our group and things haven't gone their way, immediately we just instead say, okay, so what's next? What's the alternative? Where's the opportunity? What can I do instead? Instead of being like pity party, poor me. I can't believe this happened. Things always go wrong. So just totally different mindset, right? And when you're by yourself, sometimes in these situations where life feels overwhelming, or you feel like you've gotten thrown, you know, a big wrench thrown in your way, it's easy to go to those places. It's easy to get frustrated, overwhelmed, exhausted, fatigued, cranky, depressed, just feel like isolative, feel alone. All those things are really normal. This episode is supported by a podcast I want to share with you called Understood Explains. So this show is about navigating ADHD, dyslexia, and other learning and thinking differences, which can be so confusing. And so every uh, season of the show is around a different theme. So there's a season on special education, there's a season on ADHD diagnosis for adults, and the current season is all about IEPs. I love this podcast because the episodes are 10 to 15 minutes long. So if you are short on time or short on focus, you can take this content in super quickly, easily, It's very digestible, and the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert Juliana Urtube. So Juliana talks all about how to navigate educational plans, IEPs. She talks about the differences between IEPs and 504 plans. She really breaks things down in a really clear and simple way so that you have some of those questions that you might be thinking around, like, does this pertain to my child? Is this something I need to be looking into? Like, where do we go from here? Where do I go if I have questions? Juliana has you covered. She explains so many different things and so many different little pieces and nuance of IEPs and special education and different things 
things on Understood Explained. So I want you to go check it out wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can go listen to Understood Explains. Just go into your podcast app, do a search for Understood Explains, and it will pop right up. Click on it, pick your episode, and get the answers that you've been looking for and the support that you need around different learning differences and differences in school. This episode is supported by AquaTrue. Having clean, safe water is the last thing you want to worry about. But unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four, yes, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants in their tap water. So that's why you got to check out AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers have a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process. And their countertop purifiers, which is what we have, take no installation or plumbing, and they remove 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and they're specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAS, which can lead to potentially adverse health effects like cancer, endocrine system disruption, and liver toxicity, which is part of what makes AquaTrue so special, unique, and important in terms of how they are able to filter water. They also have water purifiers to fit every type of home. So like the installation-free countertop purifier that we have at our house to higher capacity under sink options. They even have Wi-Fi connected purifiers and mineral boost options. So I'm so excited about our new AquaTrue. And here's the thing. I swear it's like a gentle reminder to actually drink more water every time you walk into your kitchen. So we are drinking more water now and also more clean water. So more water that is more clean. It feels like a double win. I'm feeling pretty impressed with us. I feel like sink water, tap water becomes invisible at a certain point. And when I see the purifier on my counter, it's like many time a day reminder to like keep drinking, keep drinking. So I want you to check out AquaTrue for yourself and for your family. AquaTrue comes with a 30 day money back guarantee and that makes it a great gift as well. Today, my listener can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use the code SHAMELESS, S-H-A-M-E-L-E-S-S, AquaTrue.com code SHAMELESS. If you work on your mindset over time and really consciously try to adopt more of a growth mindset, you will find that you don't go to those dark places quickly when unexpected things happen. You find that you're able to pull yourself up quicker, faster, and higher. You'll also find that you don't really fall that far. So even though like my ankle thing, totally unexpected, and it bummed me out for a minute, I didn't really fall that far. There would have been other times where it would have taken me you know, days to recover or weeks to recover emotionally because, oh my gosh, like my plans have gotten totally thrown off. I will say like, I was going to do another race in a couple of weeks. I can't do that now. I can't run at all. That could be a major, major bummer for me. In the past, that kind of stuff totally bummed me out. I've had like serious like injury depression in the past when things like this have happened to me, especially when it made it so that I couldn't run. And this, I was just like, oh, well, there'll be other races. Like I can get my running back. It's I've done it a million times before. I've had to recover and get over things like whatever. I've never recovered so quickly. And it's really because I've worked on my mindset so much over the years. Some of this has been through reading, through doing a lot of personal development. Some of it's been through journaling. Some of it's been through my work, through the way I process information and share it with all of you and follow my passions. That has been really transformative to me. And so that's been really cool to have my own work be something that's really transformative to my own personality and to my own way of living is really, really cool. It's also been because of things like you know, exercise and taking good care of myself and making sure that I'm well fueled so that 
I feel like I have a lot of tools. And so if something happens that might throw me off my game, I have a lot of tools in my back pocket and I know that I can go to those things. So I can't so much go to the exercise thing right now, but I can go to everything else. And I know that I have a lot of other tools. In the past, I really felt like exercise was my only tool and I would be very devastated when I couldn't work out. Now, I definitely miss it. I'm not saying that it's not lost on me that I can't get up and exercise in the mornings. That is a significant part of my day. But I also see that there's room for a lot of other things. I actually even let myself off the hook this week and kind of chilled out about a lot of things. And like I took a nap one day, I sat up on the deck in the sun and read for a while one day, I kind of was like, you know, maybe the universe wants you to slow down a little bit. So I've just kind of slowed down and it's been really nice. Like yesterday, I cleaned up a part of my closet and got rid of some stuff to give away to just like declutter the closet a little bit, like little things that I've been meaning to do for a long time that aren't work specific things. And when I'm here during my work hours and Vinny's at school, I often feel really tied to like, I need to be working. I need to be moving forward. I need to be getting ahead. And I've just kind of chilled out on that this week. And it has felt so good. So I was like, maybe this is what I needed. Like the universe is telling you, slow down, chill out. Like you can exhale every once in a while. It's okay. And it's actually been so nice. So I want to go through seven steps right now of the growth mindset versus the fixed mindset and kind of some of the progression that you can look for when you're trying to develop your growth mindset and let go of some of your fixed mindset beliefs. And I will definitely want to mention again that this all comes from the book Mindset by Carol Dweck. So if you want more information, definitely get the book. It's a great, great read with a lot of research behind it. And she's a great writer. So it's not like boring research to read. It's very interesting. And you divide it into categories. And so like, if you want to read about parenting with growth mindset, you can go to that section. If you want to learn about sports and growth mindset, you can go there. So that's really helpful too, that you don't need to necessarily even read the whole book. You can just go to whatever section or chapter might pertain to you and where you're at right now. So, okay. The first piece of this, the first way that you can start adopting your growth mindset or developing your growth mindset and backing off on your fixed mindset growth mindset is going to lead you more towards success and will also empower you with some grit. The fixed mindset is what pulls you into frustration and also forces you to practice learned helplessness. So take some radical responsibility here, work toward the grit, not toward the learned helplessness. Okay. So number one, growth mindset. I can learn anything I want to fix mindset. I'm either good at it or I'm not. This is a big one. I was told growing up that I was really good at math because I tested well in math and I tested horribly in reading and writing. Funny that now reading and writing are like huge skill sets of mine. I haven't done math since I took the GRE in college and I performed horribly to the point I had a four point in college. I got called into my advisor's office and he was like, what happened to you? And I was like, yeah, I know it's really bad. I'm not so good at math anymore. I took AP calculus in high school and could barely pass the GRE at the end of college. So I was told growing up that I was really good at math and that got me into advanced placement math. I always pushed myself in math. I always did really well at math until I stopped doing math because I didn't need it anymore for more credits in college. And then I completely forgot how to do it. Reading and writing, on the other hand, I've practiced that over time and I've learned that I can do it even though it's not what I grew up being good at. It was actually like the only C I ever got was in reading and writing. So you can learn anything you want to. Sometimes you just have to like take some time to learn things and put a little more effort into them. And they might not be skill sets that you were born with, but you can certainly pick them up over time. 
Another example would be different athletic endeavors. I thought that I was a horrendous athlete because I was awful at team sports because I was terrified of messing it up for the team. It turns out that I'm not a bad athlete. I'm just not a good team sports person because I'm such a people pleaser that team sports are terrifying to me. On the flip side of that, as an individual athlete, I'm actually a pretty strong individual athlete because I'm very focused. I'm very determined. I'm very disciplined. I'm not super fast, but I got a lot of endurance. I can go for a long time. So that made me great at long distance running and triathlons, things I would have never tried growing up because when I was in PE class growing up, I was taught to do like soccer and basketball and volleyball, which terrified the crap out of me because I was afraid I was going to lose for the whole team. So I practiced being an athlete later in life and found out that I was actually athletic. Okay. Second piece of this, when I'm frustrated, I persevere. That's the growth mindset. The fixed mindset is when I'm frustrated, I give up. I think we can all think about our children with this. And I'm constantly, (laughs) Vinny will say to me, I can't do that. I can't do this. I can't do that. And he always picks things that he's already done a million times. He doesn't even pick things he legitimately can't do. So I always say, no, we don't say I can't do that. We say, I will try again. And so things like putting on his shirt when he puts it on backwards and he gets all flipped out about it. And he says, I can't, I can't, I can't. And I say, no, we don't say I can't. We say, I'll try again. And you can try again and you can ask for help, but you don't need to say I can't because in reality, you probably can, even if you need some help. So Teaching perseverance is really important, but also learning perseverance, learning that you keep going. This is really, really important when you are starting to follow a passion or follow a dream that you keep going, that you don't give up. This week, I thought like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be confined to the couch all week. I've actually, in letting my ankle rest appropriately, I've actually had really big gains every day in terms of how much I'm able to move it, how much I'm able to put weight on it and all these things because I'm convinced to recover as quickly as I can. I've actually been doing like some early PT stuff. Luckily, like I have some body awareness and some expertise in this area so I can guide myself a little bit. I don't recommend that other people do this without this knowledge, but I've been able to like, instead of sitting here feeling sorry for myself and giving up and being like, oh my gosh, you know, I hurt my ankle and I can't do anything. I'm being very aware of like, here's what I can do. And I'm going to do the things that I can do. And I'm going to keep going. I'm not going to let this get in the way. Also, we're going to be at the beach this weekend, and I'm determined to get a boot by the time we go to the beach for Memorial Day weekend, because I don't want to be on the crutches in the sand. So I'm determined to get this boot. So my thought is like, I need to get this ankle as healed as I can so that I can get a boot on Thursday. So by the time you actually hear this recording, I'm very hopeful that I'll be in a boot and have been able to play in the sand in my boot versus being in crutches in the sand, which sounds really hard. And I'm not sure I could totally manage that. It could be real ugly. Hey, mamas, I just want to pop in and talk a little bit about our sponsor, Aptiv. You've heard me talk about Aptiv and how much I love it and what a great app it is for exercise. So Aptiv is an app that puts exercise with a personal trainer right into your ear. So you put in your earbuds, you have a personal trainer guide you through your workouts, whether it's cardio, whether it's weights, whether it's yoga, and you have support throughout the entire workout with some awesome music in the background. What I'm using Aptiv for right now upper body workouts only because this darn sprained ankle, I can't do my cardio that I normally do. I can't be running like I have been. So I'm doing upper body workouts with Aptiv in my phone, in my earbuds and keeping me on track with my workouts so that I'm not having to get totally off track with my strength gains and everything that I love to do to keep me feeling strong and empowered all the time. So if you want to try Aptiv and have your own free 30-day trial to try out Aptiv and work with a trainer in your earbuds any time of day, go ahead and go to Aptiv.com. That's A-A-P-T-I-V.com and use the code SMA30 to get your free 30-day trial. Again, that's Aptiv, A-A-P-T-I-V.com and use the code SMA30 to start your free 30-day trial with Aptiv.
Okay, the third piece, the growth mindset part would be I like to challenge myself and fixed mindset is I don't like to be challenged. Oh my gosh, this is so in line with my mindset growing up was that like, I only like to do things that I'm good at. And so I would always sign up for like, of course, I'm going to do all the extra math classes and all the hard math classes because that's what I'm good at. But like, do not ever ask me to do like an extra English class or an extra writing class. No way. So I always wanted to do the things I was good at. And I was terrified of things I wasn't good at. I wouldn't even like put myself in a position to have to try them, especially in front of other people. So think about what this looks like for you. I've learned to get really comfortable challenging myself in certain ways, at least, because I know that that's really important for growth. And even if it results in complete failure, I know that at the very least, I will learn something and I will also have a good story. Failure always makes for good stories. So I've really learned to like to challenge myself and be like, oh yeah, sure, I wanna try this new thing. And if nothing else, it makes for a good story. Like at some point, something will be laughable about how awful I did at this if I'm not good at it. Number four is when I fail, I learn. That's the growth mindset piece. And the fixed mindset piece is when I fail, I'm no good. So this segues right in from number three, that in every failure is the opportunity to learn. And so if you go into something new and you anticipate like this might not go right at all, this could be awful, this could totally, you know, flip upside down in the middle of it. But knowing that like you will learn something from that and that that will be powerful, then there's no way that you can fail. If you look at failure from the perspective that it's a bad thing and it's indicative of you being a bad person, that's a much more painful place to learn and grow from. And that also will halt you consistently from making positive, strong, challenging efforts. So you really have to look at what failure means to you and how you can embrace that and how you can move forward, knowing that like, sometimes I'm going to totally screw up. Sometimes I'm going to totally make the wrong choice. Sometimes I'm definitely going to do the wrong thing at the wrong time, say the wrong thing, whatever. You're going to fail. And I mean, if parenting teaches you nothing, it's that, that you will fail over and over again as a parent but that doesn't mean that you're no good. And I talk a lot about this with exercise and nutrition at my gym, that when you set a goal, let's say you say like, I'm not gonna eat any sugar this week, and then you end up having a cupcake. That doesn't mean that you're a bad person. And we oftentimes look at things that we deem failures to be like a direct reflection of our own self-worth. And that's not the case. It's always about the circumstances. So if you decided to eat the cupcake for whatever reason, because you were at a party, you were having fun, it was sociable, you just wanted it, that doesn't make you a bad person. Those are just the circumstances around it. Like you decided to have fun with friends and eat the cupcake. No big deal. If you're a parent, I invite you to join us at the Mindful Mama podcast, where it's all about becoming a less irritable, more joyful parent. With sometimes hilarious and always thought-provoking experts and friends, at Mindful Mama, we know that you cannot give what you do not have. And when you have calm and peace within, then you can give it to your children. I'm Hunter Clark Fields, and I can't wait to see you there. Listen in to the Mindful Mama podcast. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, 
best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. If you decided to come home from work after a super stressful day and have wine, even though you said you weren't going to have alcohol, it's because you were at work all day, you're tired, you're exhausted, your kids are screaming, your boss was a jerk, like all these things. So you had a glass of wine. That's all just super neutral, factual stuff. But what we do, instead of looking at the facts, we are quick to say, oh my gosh, I can't believe I had that cupcake at that party. Like I'm weak. I'm lame. I'm fat. This is why I fail at everything. This is why I can never stick to a diet. We go into like this, we launch into a tirade of self-hate that is ridiculous and it is so damaging. So you really want to look at how do you manage failure? What is your self-talk around failure? To be able to just embrace the facts and stay super neutral, that's where you can learn to be like, oh, so this is what I planned. It didn't work out that way. So here's what I need to do next time. And that's all very neutral. It's like A plus B equals C rather than like A plus B equals I suck, which is where we often go. So really think about how you treat failure and how you manage failure. Because here's the thing. If you don't fail regularly, you're not pushing yourself hard enough. So you need to be really aware of challenging yourself enough that you do fail sometimes because otherwise you're probably living a pretty complacent life. You probably aren't living as big as you want to and you probably aren't growing as much as you want to and you probably don't have all the things you truly desire. So really think about what you truly desire because to get the things that you truly desire will involve failing along the way. So if you feel like, oh, I never fail, I'm pretty good at everything, it's probably because you aren't challenging yourself enough. So so don't get too excited if you feel like you never fail. It might mean that you have more work to do than the person who does fail all the time. The fifth piece of this is growth mindset says, I like being told that I try hard. And fixed mindset says, I like being told that I'm smart. So this is a great one for kids. There's a lot of research about praise and kids. And before, so I used to work in a psychiatric hospital with kids and we used a lot of labeled praise in kids. And so we would say, oh, I really like the way you're doing blah, blah, blah. I really like that I see this about you. I really like that you're whatever. And we praised all the time. And we praised in kind of an old fashioned way compared to how praise is now, the new current research around praise. So when Vinny was born, and we started using praise at our house, I was a lot of like, good job, way to go, blah, 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 you did it, oh my gosh, I'm so proud of you. And I started reading the research and I was thinking like, you can never overpraise a kid, right? Well, I started reading the research, it's actually you can, and so that there's actually better ways to use praise. And so the way you wanna praise a child is to instill a growth mindset in them, is to, instead of telling them that they're smart or they're pretty or you love their pink dress, which don't even get me starting a conversation with a little girl by complimenting her on her clothes, because that's a whole nother podcast, but we often do compliment kids in the way of physical attributes or noticing like little characteristics like I'm smart or you're smart, you're pretty, whatever, you can run fast. If we compliment them based on effort, they are much more likely to push themselves and see themselves as someone who can persevere, someone who can overcome obstacles, someone who is powerful no matter what, someone who is strong in the face of adversity. This is super, super powerful. So when you're looking at praise with children, you want to be telling them, wow, you tried really hard. You're really focused while you're working on writing those letters. Not good job writing your letters. 
you focused really hard on writing your letters. You're trying really hard. You're putting a lot of effort into that. The message they're receiving is very different when you do that. So when you see a child, you know, Vinny is working on riding his pedal bike without training wheels right now, instead of saying, good job, good job, which there is some of that, like, I can't help it when I get really excited. But we also say like, wow, you were tried really hard. You pedaled all the way up the hill. So we tell him very factually, and this is I'm totally, I can't take credit for all this because this is what they do at school, at his school. And I've learned from that how to speak this way. But you use the facts. You say, wow, you pedaled up that hill all by yourself. When you say that, then he learns, oh, wow, I'm strong enough to do that all by myself rather than me just saying good job on the hill. Because when I just say good job on the hill, that's not giving him a belief in himself in a certain direction and proving to him that he has like growth in a certain direction. So you want to make sure that you're not making your kids think that they're just good at one thing, but they are good at trying and focusing and using good effort consistently and those kinds of things. So same thing with yourself. What kind of feedback do you like? What kind of feedback do you seek out on social media? What kind of feedback makes you feel really excited? So if you're someone who loves noticing how many likes you get on a picture, that's fixed mindset. I'm going to let that one sit with you for a minute because I'm someone who likes to see how many likes to get on a picture. So don't get too caught up in the quick, immediate response of social media and that immediate little dopamine release when we feel popular for a minute, because that is all fixed mindset. That is all like part of our little bit of competition. Like, oh, people like me. That is validating in the moment. It can be crippling down the road because that is fixed mindset stuff. So the growth mindset is that you like being told that you try hard. So that's looking at like, what is your character? What do you want to be acknowledged for related to your character? Not like how much do you want to win a popularity contest? Okay, number six here. Growth mindset says, if I succeed or if people around me succeed, I'm inspired. Fixed mindset says, if people around me succeed, I feel threatened. So think about how you feel when you see other people succeed. Aaron Brown, who I love and adore over at IamAaronBrown.com. Aaron Brown told me this story about a friend of hers running a 5k and her friend, she goes and she does the 5k and she like texts Aaron or calls her or whatever. And she's like, Oh my gosh, I did the 5k. It was so awesome. And Aaron said she caught herself and she had this moment of like, she did a 5k. Like I want to do a 5k. And it was this moment of thinking that because her friend did it or had something, she couldn't have the same thing. And she caught herself really quickly. But we do this. Think about anytime you see someone around you who loses weight and you're like, wow, that person lost 30 pounds? Do you think like, oh my gosh, if she did it, I can do it? Or do you think, oh wow, so she lost 30 pounds and now she looks better than me and I guess I just am the fat friend now. (laughs) And I don't mean to like say that lightly, but that's literally what we think. And when I say it out loud, it sounds really ridiculous, right? So think about how do you feel when people around you are successful? Can you honestly celebrate and be joyful for them? Or do you feel threatened by that? So surround yourself with people who do things better than you in the areas that you want to succeed, and then be super fired up when they are more successful than you. Because here's the thing, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. So if you're spending time with people who are higher achievers than you, you will start achieving more highly as well. So you should always be really excited around when people around you do really big, great things, because that means that you subconsciously will push yourself to do bigger and greater things. If you feel like you need to always be the biggest fish in your little pond, then you're first of all going to always be very insecure 
And you're secondly, you're never going to push yourself hard enough. Like you should always be holding yourself to a higher standard. You should always be. And again, I don't mean that you're hustling every day of your life, but always be open to a new challenge, even if it means you're going to fail, even if it means that the people around you are succeeding more than you, even if it means that you might fall flat on your face and be the least successful person in the group. And I've been in this situation. I've been in mastermind groups and in coaching groups where I've been the least successful person sitting at the table. But what's happened over time sitting at that table is I've learned how to use what I have to actually be the most successful person at the table in a certain area. So an example of that is a mastermind group I was in years ago, probably around 2010, 2011. Everyone in the room, way more successful than me, made way more money than me. I was actually there at the time for a business that I'm no longer working with or no longer running. But at the time, it was a business that was making no money. And I was trying to figure out how to get it set up and get it going. And everyone in the room was doing something similar and a similar kind of a business. And they were all super successful. And the first three to six months, I was like terrified of these people because I was like, oh my God, they know everything. Well, what ended up happening is I started to grow as I took very uncomfortable steps. By the time I got to the end of six months, we had this competition within the group and it was for the biggest transformation. And I submitted my entry as my biggest transformation over the course of six months. And I was like, here's how I've transformed. And all these other people submitted theirs. And I was like, oh my God, like these people are like, oh my God, I went from making, you know, $500,000 to a million dollars. <laughs> I was like, I can't even compete with this. I mean, I think I maybe made like 10 grand at that point or something. I'd made this like, you know, it was a reasonable amount of money, but it was tiny compared to other people in the group. I got up there and I shared my story and I won out of 30 people. I won this transformation contest because I was able to sit among people who were way more successful than me, find what I was good at and really identify here's where I'm strong and here's where I'm succeeding and here's how I'm growing in this environment, which is terrifying to me. But that counted for a lot. And that pushed me to make really big gains. And that experience actually really, really inspired a lot of things that I did after that in business, because it made me see that when I sit in those situations, that no matter how successful the people around me are, no matter how much better than me someone else is, that I can always push myself to be successful on a certain level, no matter who the person sitting next to me is, no matter what company I'm sitting in. And that was really, really transformative and really powerful to me. So always be around people who inspire you because they're doing the great things you want to be doing. Does that make sense? All right. Number seven, final one here. Growth mindset says my effort and attitude determine everything. And fixed mindset says my abilities determine everything. So if you look at your abilities, this goes back to the very first one, either I'm good at it or I'm not is the first fixed mindset that we talked about. So if you believe that you're good at something or you're not, and then you also believe number seven here that my abilities determine everything, you will feel very limited. This is learned helplessness, which we talked about in the very beginning. This is learning to just accept like, well, I'm never going to be good at that and I can never do that. And other people are always going to have it better. And I'm just going to let them take the cake on this one because I can't even do that. Letting your abilities determine things is not the route you want to go. You want to always believe that your effort and your attitude determine everything. So for me this week, my effort and my attitude on crutches were like, I'm going to get healed as fast as I can, and I'm going to do what I can do in this situation. And that's the best I can do. So that's all I've got. And I'm not even going to worry about the rest. I'm not even going to worry about the things I had to cancel this week. I'm not going to feel bad about it. I'm not going to apologize for it. I'm not going to stress out about things I can't control. I'm going to just do what I can. And I'm also going to take a freaking nap and kind of enjoy it. So 
Effort and attitude determine everything. Life doesn't have to be crazy and chaotic and hectic all the time unless you make it that way. I've talked a lot about that in our conversations around wearing your busy badge. So when you let yourself get pulled into things feeling chaotic and things feeling overly busy and feeling like you just can't manage things, that's because you aren't using your effort and your attitude to put forth the idea that you are the one in control and that you are the one determining how things will play out, no matter what the circumstances are. So always looking at how does your effort and your attitude impact the outcome? Because your effort and your attitude will definitely impact the outcome. It will actually create the outcome and it will create how successful you are, how much joy you have around the outcome, how you move forward, how you approach your next goal, all those kinds of things. If you're limited to your abilities determining everything, you know, if I limited myself to like, well, I guess I can't do anything this week because I'm on crutches and I can't really walk around that much, like and just sat and watched TV, like I would have missed out on so much this week. I did some really great things this week. I did everything I could sitting on the couch in terms of like doing business stuff and getting on the phone with people. And like I had multiple meetings on via Skype and Zoom that I was supposed to have in person because that was the way that I could still get it done. So that was my attitude of like, you know what? This thing happened, but I'm not canceling my whole week because of it. I'm just gonna do work from my couch. Like no big deal. And then other people helped me. They were like, oh, I'll come to you. I'll help you with this, like whatever. So it all worked out because my attitude was just like, I'm not going to let this thing get in my way. Same thing with going to the beach. This weekend, my abilities, my abilities and crutches or a boot on the sand, it might not be pretty, but my effort and my attitude, like Cannon Beach is where we're going. Cannon Beach is one of my favorite places in the world. I am determined to have the best weekend ever. I don't care if I'm on crutches in the sand. I don't care if I'm in a boot. That's not going to limit my experience there because that wouldn't be productive for anyone. That wouldn't be like, what would be the win in there? There would be no win. So I'm going to move forward with grit and I'm going to move forward with my growth mindset, and I'm going to move forward with my sweaty, or my, not my sweaty armpits, my very sore armpits, which are also kind of sweaty with these crutches because it's totally a workout. But I'm going to move forward very determined to just make the most I can out of this circumstance. So I hope you learned some things about the growth mindset versus the fixed mindset, how you can use it for yourself. And also we touched on some really great ways to use growth mindset versus fixed mindset in parenting. And Carol Dweck has a whole chapter on that in her mindset book. So I will link to that book in the show notes so that you can make sure to get more information on that if you would like to. And in the meantime, thank you for listening today. Please go write a review. If you go to shamelessmom.com forward slash review, maybe your review will be pulled for next week to be shared as our featured review. And also send me an email at info at shamelessmom.com if you would like to be on the wait list for our next mastermind group, where we will focus a lot more on the growth mindset and really get you going, moving toward improving your effort and your attitude, getting you inspired, getting you totally fired up and excited to challenge yourself, excited to persevere, excited to really grow in any direction that you want to grow. So thank you for listening. Please do come back and join us again in a couple days for our next episode. Our next episode is with Sage B. Hobbs, who I had so much fun interviewing, someone I've never met met who I felt like just wanted to be best friends with by the middle of our interview. She was just fantastic to interview. So make sure you tune in on Wednesday for that. If this is your first time listening, know that we do release new episodes every Monday and Wednesday, and you can get those episodes immediately upon release. If you go to shamelessmom.com forward slash review, that will drop you into iTunes where there's a little subscribe button. So you can pop in there, subscribe to the show, and you will get our new episodes as soon as they're released. Thank you for spending time with me today in the Shameless Mom Academy. I hope you enjoyed the show. I hope you learned something. And I hope no matter what you do today, you do it shamelessly.
hey there, busy mama. Are you looking for ways to make your life easier, your home less chaotic, and at the same time, add more joy to your life? My name is Deanna Yates, and I'm the host of Wanna Be Clutter Free, a podcast all about letting go of the stuff we don't need in our lives so that we can focus on what truly matters. Don't worry, I'm not going to tell you to throw it all away or make you feel guilty about keeping something you love, no matter how many other people don't quite understand it. But I will give you practical and more importantly, actionable advice so that you can make progress right away. And you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. It's like having your bestie in your pocket, telling you it's okay to let go of the things that are not serving you and your family in a totally non-judgmental way. So join me over on the podcast where we can work on progress over perfection for those of us that want to be clutter-free.